Hello, everyone. This is Patriot. Now, before we begin the show tonight, I just wanted to remind everybody how important it is that everybody out there who's a Patriot takes a moment to think about reallocating their financial resources to align with their political and their spiritual values. This is very, very important, folks. You've heard me talk about this many, many times, and I have a perfect solution for everybody out there to stop funding the big box conglomerates by going and doing your shopping at places like Walmart and Target for your personal and your household products. The company that I'm working with, switch-stores.com slash Patriot Underground, gives you an opportunity to do all of your shopping with the good guys. They have the best products out there, folks, non-toxic, absolutely incredible, manufactured in the United States. They compete directly with the cabal corporations. They have a 90 plus percent customer retention rate. What does that tell you? They have great prices. They have great customer service. And most of all, they have great products that are going to absolutely blow you away. Now, I'm telling you, folks, this is really important. It's incumbent upon us as patriots to do our part in defunding the cabal and taking away their ability to continue to funnel money into causes that are really designed to kill us. It is our responsibility. So click that link in the description of the video, switch-stores.com slash Patriot Underground. You'll be glad you did. I promise you, folks. Now enjoy the show. Patriot out. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Patriot Underground. Today is February 23rd, 2024. Thank you so much for joining me, folks, to discover the truth beneath the surface. As always, I really do appreciate everybody out there taking the time to listen. And as you can see, it is my great honor to welcome a new guest to the show, a man who is known throughout the Patriot community, Dave XRP Lyon. He is an expert in Nasara and Jasara, as you're going to find out today, and of course, the QFS. And just in case you didn't know who Dave was, he had, I believe, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Dave, but uh, for 2023 on Before It's News, you had the number one video, the number three video, the number four video, the, the number nine video, and then you had a couple others that were uh, rounded out within the top 50. Uh, right. I'm sorry, within the uh, top 250. So right. that's we, pretty impressive. Had right. one that that actually, we had one that actually got split. And if we combined the views, it would have been number 16. Okay. All right. Then the other so, ones were like, you know, 199, 200. But, you know, how, how many people in three months have four videos in the top 10? It's very impressive. It's very impressive. I mean, and I, I've watched your videos. I have to say they're just marvel marvelously done. Excuse me. You have a long history that we're going to get into a little bit tonight. We're going to kind of do a um, get, get a little bit of background for the audience because some people may not be familiar with your background. But I know that you've had a long history as a financial expert, uh, as a day trader. Uh, I I know you just mentioned before we started recording that you had actually worked uh, as a forensic um, accountant. Was that correct for the FBI? Is it was or is it was forensic? Uh, forensic. Sorry, forensic accounting. Accounting. Okay, so I got it right. Yeah, so forensic accounting uh, for the FBI. So I won't I won't uh, get in any other information just to kind of set the stage here, and you can elaborate on this. I've heard that you had a very influential meeting with uh, Rostenkowski back in the 1990s that provided you a lot of insight into everything that was coming, and uh, you also shared with me as we were getting to know each other through email and text that you have very interesting background, a very interesting lineage. Uh, clearly, you are a, a deeply spiritual Christian man. So tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your background, what led you to become active in the truth movement, and then we can uh, springboard that into uh, sort of setting the groundwork for the real meat of our discussion today. And thank Absolutely. you for joining us. 
Oh, absolutely. And I, I thank your listeners and, and your followers for this opportunity. You know, this is very much like what it was for me when I first went on Charlie Ward show and uh, uh, a wonderful lady named Susan Price opened that door for me. She saw me do a, an interview with, with Mel Carmine. And I talked about XRP and what was basically taking place. And she realized that that information needed to get out there because there really wasn't anybody that was in a position of awareness to talk about it. Now let's back up. Okay. I've got 38 and a half years of experience in tax and accounting. I've run my own practice. I've worked for the big eight. I've worked for large regionals. Matter of fact, I, I always have these epiphanies. I'm sitting there watching, you know, TV a couple of years ago and Yellowstone is on and I'm going, Oh, I love that show. You know, Kevin Costner mm-hmm. well, come to find out that that was the ranch that uh, my largest tax client had purchased back in 1987, right before he lost 1.9 million in a margin call. <laughs> wow. But, yeah. But you know, it's funny how God lines you up with people. Mm-hmm. And that was in Newport, Newport beach, California. And he bought Chief Joe. It was Chief Joseph's Ranch that he purchased, that they made into Yellowstone. It's only 160 acres. They play the ranch to be 2,500 acres. But he did it because his background, he, he was an Indian, and he was Indian in the year. And he wanted to preserve the property from developers, which is the basic story. But I came up through the ranks in, in the tax arena, working on high net worth individuals, banks, doing corporate audits, um, 10,000 member partnership tax returns, things like that. So that's how I cut my teeth. But I used to say at that time that you know, people would ask me, well, Dave, why'd you go into tax? You know, everybody goes into audit. I said, well, they wear the black hats. I want to wear the white hat because you're, you're out in front and you're, you're helping, you know, you're dictating change. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. was always important. So, you know, I, I worked my way up, did that kind of thing. And Really loved accounting. I was good at it. Helped a lot of people save a lot of money. And it just fit well with my nature. Well, then I got into the stock market because all my clients were saying, well, Dave, you're helping us save all this money in taxes. Where do we invest it? And of course, it was during those boom years from you know, 92 to 93. And it didn't matter what you did. It just went up. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I became, I became a, a trader. And it was interesting. I found out last year when I was working with Jimmy Valley on the valuation committee for XRP that one of the gentlemen that I have always um, been very, very fond of in terms of his background was W.D. Gann. And if people are familiar with who W.D. Gann is, he, he was the most prolific trader in the early 1900s. He figured out, he figured out systems. He, he learned things about uh, how the universe works and how things work. And I find out, I found out that he was my cousin through my lineage with Miles Standish, who was Mr. Pilgrim. So, you know, all, all these things are lining up and I'm going, Oh my gosh, I didn't really realize all this stuff. Yeah. That's amazing. You know, Absolutely. and, and I'm, I'm enjoying trading and everything else and get involved with XRP ended up taking a look at it for my brother he said, hey, do you mind taking a look at it for me? Within five minutes, I, the Lord said, this is it. And I had an opportunity to get into Bitcoin three times under a dollar. But the Lord never 
never gave permission mm. to move forward. Now, I don't regret that because I know what we're stepping into now, which is even greater. You know, we're coming into the largest and greatest transfer of wealth that humanity will ever see. And the great part about it is God created that plan before time began. Before we were even here, he already knew exactly what needed to be done. And he, you know, it talks about scripture where he, he lays everything up in heaven for us. And then we see it manifest on earth. Mm-hmm. He's now brought heaven to earth because it's his time. And I probably won't have time to go into some specifics with regards to that. But all of this came about working to determine the price for XRP. Okay. That's, that's how I got here. He pulled so me actually your, so it was, that's interesting. So it was your brother who actually uh, introduced you to XRP and that, that was, that, that was sort of how you got into it and you started investigating it. And then it was like instantly you knew something special was happening. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I, I, Excellent. I, I sat there, Patrick, and watched the moment the SEC dropped a lawsuit and I watched it fall like a rock. Mm-hmm. And being a trader, you, you just don't let your money evaporate. So I punched out with a profit. It went down to 17 cents. And the Lord said, all in, go back in. And of course, but at 17, know, that's at so great. I love that. You know, so the, a lot of these things are rhetorical, right? Mm-hmm. You know, when the Lord tells you to do something, you don't go, really? But in your, in your flesh, you go, really? Yeah, right. You know, yeah. so, you know, I, I learned to trust him a long, long time ago. So I went back in and, and started to work my way and, and build a position and then the work that I was doing on Twitter got noticed. Elon Musk found me the fourth day I was on Twitter. Oh, really? I didn't know yeah. that. He, so what did he, did he share a video of yours or? No, he, I actually did a post on sacred math, base 10 math. And he went, he responded to it and said, I really like your work. Keep, keep, keep going. Keep at it. Wow. That's and, pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And during this whole discovery process, um, David Schwartz and, and there was these interactions of, of uh, we'll call it gameplay with clues and things like that. Mm-hmm. And Elon would just throw something out there. And it wasn't like I had to go look for this stuff, Patrick. I would sit down on my computer. I would go into my Twitter and there it was right in the middle of my notifications, right, right in the middle. Mm-hmm. I didn't scroll up or down. Yeah. For, for well, it's kind of like that day. I, I, I hardly ever go on Twitter, honestly. And I went on there one day and I just happened to see in my notifications that uh, you had posted something about, you know, wanting to reach out and maybe connect. And I was like, wow, OK, uh, that's pretty cool. So, you know, we've been working behind the scenes to try to to, to get this going. But, you know, I, I, I can relate. I certainly uh, I've had so many experiences like that where it's just it's clearly a God moment. It's just you, you, there's no other way to describe it. And you can sit there and you, like you said, I mean, you can question it all day long in your flesh. You can question it, but your spirit, you know, you're being led, guided and directed. And I can totally relate to that. Absolutely. All right. Well, we got into a little of your background there. And I, I know there's probably I mean, you're, you're a man who's had so many accomplishments and so many uh, different things that we can different avenues we could travel down. But the way I was sort of envisioning this conversation is to 
to uh, we're going to talk a lot about Nassara and Jassara today. We're going to talk about um, the uh, humanitarian projects at your I mean, this this is really your area of expertise, the uh, the redemption centers. Uh, we're going to get into all that. But I thought in order to sort of uh, to set the framework for our discussion, we could discuss a little bit about how we got here in terms of the Federal Reserve. A lot of truth has been emerging about uh what happened all the way back in 1913, of course, uh, on the Titanic, I believe it was uh, the three most powerful individuals in the world at that or in the country at that time, other than J.P. Morgan, were supposed to be on. Uh, well, J.P. Morgan was supposed to be on that ship, along with I believe it was uh, John Jacob Astor, Benjamin Guggenheim and Levi Strauss, who were all opposed to the idea of a Federal Reserve. And then, of course, uh, we all know what happened. Uh when that uh, ship sailed out on that fateful voyage. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that, just to kind of establish the problem and how we got into this problem. And then ultimately we can, you know, sort of uh, use that as a springboard to get into Nassar and Jassar. And also, of course, we got to talk about the EBS, certainly with all of these uh, outages and everything. This is a topic I think that's very much on people's minds. So tell us a little bit about the history, talk a little bit about uh, the Titanic and um, give us sort of a background on the Federal Reserve. And keep me, keep me, uh, keep me in my lane, because there's so much information. I'll do my best not to try to, you know, go broad and, and pick up too many things. I'll try to hit the high points. But okay. this goes, this goes back to 1871, when when the United States of America became a corporation. That was that was the first thing that happened. Now, you have to you have to understand this. You had the ruling elite, the Morgans, the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, you know, the thirteen families. They were controlling the world. The Rothschilds were were controlling the church, the Roman Catholic Church, the Pope. And it was almost this ancestral relationship because the Pope needed the needed the the money source and they needed the spiritual guidance. Almost like you know, like a fortune teller. So you always found kings, we'll call them kings, with with uh with popes or priests. Mm-hmm. And, and you know that goes that goes on throughout history. Sure. But they had a they had a plan, and that plan was to make money at all cost. And they under they understood the banking system that was created by the Templars. Mm-hmm. And of course, we all know what happened to the Templars. They got too big for the church, and the church took them out, or at least that's what we're told. Mm-hmm. Some escaped, started other things, but. You know, they, they were still active. So they were the ruling class. And they used debt and income tax to keep everybody poor, basically in bondage. Mm-hmm. And when, when the United States of America became the United States, United States of America, Inc., we lost our birthright. And that's when we became chattel. We became property. And we became property because they had an obligation to to the crown, to the queen. This was because of the Civil War debt. That was my understanding, yeah. primarily. Right? Debt. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But it was it was the uh, Rothschilds that created it. They created the wars. 
they funded both sides. Yep. And then they were there to pick up the pieces and, and offer the money so they could repay their debt. Mm-hmm. And once, once they had them in debt, that was it. They owned them. Yep. Because there, there's a certain point, and in, in we saw that in our economy. You know, the, the debt for, for our country got to $31.4 trillion. And I'm looking at it one day, and I said, Lord, 314? And he Imagine. goes, and he goes, pi. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I then ran a base 10 calculation on it and broke it all the way down. And it went to the 17th power. Wow. And, and, and there's, a, there's, there's stuff going on with that, with that. You got the square root 17. You got a whole lot of things in base 10. I mean, the 17th power is, is what I've already calculated is the requirement for liquidity for, for the QFS system. So they need $100 quadrillion that they can, you know, offer as liquidity that's instantaneous and that'll take care of of the world being tokenized or i, I like to use the word backstopped you know it, it's done to keep things from basically falling apart mm-hmm. but that's the number okay well we'll come back we'll come back to uh to base 10 mathematics because that's actually something i well i mean again folks we're going to try to cover as much as we can dave is a guy who's like an encyclopedia of knowledge honestly and i'm not just uh saying that really go watch his videos if you don't believe me and i'm sure probably most of you have seen at least some of them so the the titanic was a was a really big i mean certainly you're you know you're talking going back to the uh, 1871 united states became a corporation and then we fast forward to to 1913 the creation of the federal reserve and ultimately, that's. And did you want to speak upon that at all, sure, or did? Sure. Okay, yeah. sure. Yeah, that actually came together in uh, 1912, and that had to do with the fact that the bankers wanted to control the the flow of money, and the government didn't want them to. So they wanted to decide, you know, what to do, but the but the elite they were they were troubled. Because they wanted to do what they wanted to do, and then they wanted the government to back them. That was back when we actually had a government. Exactly, exactly. So there was this internal war going on between certain politicians and certain people. And then there were two gentlemen that actually drafted the bill that got rushed in. And, and that's what uh, Woodrow Wilson ended up signing on uh, December 23rd of, of or 1913. But it started a whole year earlier by one day. It was off by one day. And there's a whole, there's a whole understanding about that. But okay. once that happened, they brought in the IRS. They brought, uh, then, then we saw the SEC come in in 32. Do you, know who, do you know who the first chairman of the SEC was? No, I don't. I don't. His last name was Trump. Really? His first name was John. It was Trump's uncle. Oh my goodness, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I knew about his connections uh, with uh, Tesla, but I didn't know that he was the SEC chairman. That's interesting. Yeah, right? yeah kind of interesting, huh? Yeah, very. But it, it was it was a way for the elites to have almost like their own little mafia, their little mob, mm-hmm. 
because they didn't, they weren't accountable to anybody. You know, the, the SEC wasn't part of the government. The IRS wasn't part of the government. Matter of fact, as we know, you know, there's been a lot of, a lot of information coming out about the fact that, you know, number one, it was unconstitutional to do it. Congress ratified the tax bill, but never empowered the IRS. Not one state empowered them to collect tax. They just did it. And people have been going along with it ever since. Yeah, because, you know, they're they're kind of like uh, um, the mob. You know, mm-hmm. you move in and your business is growing and they show up and they say, hey, you know, if you want to continue to do this, we're going to stop by every week and you're going to pay us. Or we're going to throw you in jail. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most people don't have the wherewithal to fight it. Well, those days are over. They're they're terminated. So, you know, I, Federal Reserve was pulled in uh, under the uh, Treasury Department May of 2020. So mm-hmm. they, they were castrated. Yeah. They lost all their power. Matter of fact, in uh, 2000 and I'm sorry, July 4th of 2012, right before the apocalypse was supposed to happen on December 21st of 2012. Yeah, all right. The planet, all the planets lining up, the mine. Mine thing, right. That moon's going to crash into the earth. We're all dead. Well, they, they, it was fabricated, and I and I proved it mathematically. So I know the whole I know the whole story. That the Lord read me in on all of it. Well, see, this is what I'm talking about. We could probably do a whole show on like some of the stuff we've talked about already. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. That is yeah. fascinating. So we're so, we're kind okay, of so, kind of skipping skipping ahead. That's okay. That's all right. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, we're just kind of doing a like we said, we're sort of a broad brush today, and then hopefully, you know, I'll have you back for some subsequent interviews, and we can kind of dig in a little bit more into some of this stuff. But just to kind of provide sort of a you know a basis for the like I said, the primary discussion today, which is going to really be to I think the the focal point today is to bring folks up to speed on what they need to know about Nasara and Jasara. Okay, so before and, and there's just one other lead up step that I have before we get in, and I know I have uh, there's a slide that you had shared with me, Dave. Uh, the 26 protocols that I'm going to, uh, which are actually 30, but okay. Well, you can, uh, you can augment that. So before we get to that though, I just wanted uh, to briefly touch upon, I mean, you talked about the, um, the IRS be, uh, being neutered. I'm not sure if you referenced them being uh, rolled into the treasury, but we certainly know that, that was back in, uh, it was 2020, correct? Yeah. Federal uh, Reserve. Was it February or March? Uh, it was, uh, oh gosh, when, when was it? Uh, it was I'll, really, it was May. Oh, it was May. Okay. All right. I guess I got that messed up. Uh, my apologies. But certainly the uh, that that information has come out that uh, the, the Fed has been rolled into the Treasury. Now, I wanted to also uh, have you talk a little bit about this this whole sting operation, because this is really what it's ultimately all about. We're going to get into Nasara Jasara, the QFS and all that detail. But the core information that folks need to know pertaining to how we got here we know that this is a sting operation. We know that this was planned long before Trump entered the political arena. As a matter of fact, you just referenced his uncle, who's been a part of the uh, conversation now, I think, for quite some time. I remember doing shows on the connection between uh, Tesla, as I mentioned, and uh, and John and, and uh, John Trump. Excuse me. But um, in order to really, I think, understand this whole framework, we have to talk about Trump's executive orders, specifically 13848 and 13818. So can you give us a little bit of a background on that? Or, you know, I guess in a sense, kind of distill down, why is that so fundamentally important for folks to understand in terms of what's coming? And not only that, because here we are in 2024, 
And a lot of folks never imagined that it was going to go on for this long. So I think it's really important for us to kind of go back and trace all of the different uh, the pillars, I guess, of how we got here, how this whole sting operation was set up and, and what it's leading toward. So well, talk a little bit about those executive orders. I grew up in a law enforcement family. So my dad was a police officer for 35 years. So it was second nature for us to talk about this kind of stuff. You know, what was going on in the city, what was going on in the state, Hell's Angels, you know, you name it. There was there was nefarious stuff going on all the time. But what he helped me understand was, is that when it comes time to take out evil or round up bad people, it's a process. And there's Absolutely. been, you know, there's been shows on TV about, you know, the motorcycle gangs and things like this. You just don't walk in and say, hey, I want to join the club. And then you get all the intel on them and, and you take them down. No, it takes years. Little tiny steps, little tiny steps. You know, you may take five steps forward and 10 steps back. So this is, this is what started in just around 2009. So after we had the big financial crash, which um, for, for your listeners – we were 30 minutes away from our entire global financial system becoming insolvent. Mm -hmm. Back in 2009. Back in 2000, back in 2009 with, with Ben Bernanke. Mm -hmm. Ben Bernanke was the one who was brought in to become the Fed chairman because of all of his experience and knowledge about everything that happened in the past and how you deal with it in the future. Like they were already telling us it was going to happen again. And of course, that was their modus operandi. Run the market up, crash it down, take everybody's money, buy low, sell high, over mm -hmm. and over again. So that was the that was the method that Wall Street used. And that was the oh, what's the word I want to use? That was the oxygen for New York. Wall Street. Mm -hmm. That fast life the money, the thrill, the danger, everything. Mm -hmm. and it didn't matter who you were. They all bought into it because they were taking advantage of everybody, and it was easy to do. They could control when the market opened. They could control uh, who got the upgrades, who got this and that. You know, I, I was dealing with all that stuff in the in – Yeah, the, you saw it firsthand. 1999, mm. and talking to market makers and brokers and – you know, and, and the young guys that were the 20 somethings coming into the tech world, you know, the, the Cisco's and the Microsoft's and the Intel's mm -hmm. never having done anything else. And now they're making six figures, seven figures just because they're there. And these companies are just throwing money. Like, you know, there's no tomorrow, but you know, these executive orders came about because they had to have a way to claw back anything and everything that they did wrong. Mm -hmm. And we can keep it at just as simple as that. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. You know, there's a lot of intricacies, but that isn't important. Absolutely. What we, what we do know is, and it's interesting because there were executive orders that um, the president that started with an O <laughs> signed. And they kept them <laughs> because what they thought they were going to do to people ended up being done on them. 
mm-hmm. and and they and they thought that it wouldn't apply that they could just skate through well they didn't realize that god's plan didn't include them it was to get rid of them mm-hmm. and their egos and their power it's like they used to say it about being a politician it's not about the money it's about the power absolutely mm-hmm. now they all got bought off they all got paid off hundreds of millions of dollars to do what they do and they kept the bad ones around and they set them up you know so you'd hear about a scandal and you're thinking oh this person's going to get kicked out and the next thing you know they're still there and everybody's like chummy with them why because they were bought and paid for now they'll do anything they want them to do mm-hmm. so the executive orders were the were the way to put the cuffs on them without them knowing the cuffs were on them and that's exactly what trump used the moment the the election passed and they paused and there was a term see everything was supposed to happen right after the election and okay talk Trump, about that I'm, I'm curious yeah so take us back to after the election and, and what happened what what was supposed to happen and why didn't it well that very last rally that that trump had he came out to greet the people and he was just electric and he's telling everybody you guys have no idea what's coming you have no idea it is so incredible i wanted to sign the papers they told me i had to wait until after the election. Well, guess what the papers were? Nassara. He was all all ready to sign the paperwork. But then they realized this this stuff was going to happen and they needed to let it play out. They needed to let the deep state do what they were going to do because it, it 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 wasn't about the money right then. It was about the kids, rescuing the kids, taking out the evil and pre- preparing for where we are right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. The- so, the, so, but the white hats you're saying initially had planned and Trump was apparently under the impression that they were going to move forward. I'm at, I, I, I assume at that point it was still going to be the same scenario, the EBS, everything that we're expecting to happen now, the transition over to Nassara and Jasara, but something happened. No, no, no. no. And this, this is, this is what happened. It was a it was a five year plan. Do one thing, bring in the next thing. XRP was supposed to be the first thing that happened, the buyback. Then it was going to be Nasara. Then after Nasara took care of the U.S., then they were going to roll out Jasara globally. Mm-hmm. And then they, then they were going to do you know do the bank stuff, et cetera, et cetera. Well, they realized that allowing this time. It let too many too many rats out of the trap. So what they did in uh, in around August of 2021, because the buyback was supposed to happen December 21. The Lord the Lord told me, he says, Dave, I'm we're moving I'm moving Nasara into the first position. He said, people need money. And he says, we can't have anybody going to the redemption center with resentment in their heart. It's a disqualifier. So we need people to have money so they're not resentful of anybody getting the XRP buyback. 
Okay, so so do you think that Trump was actually, you know, like when you said he came out at that last rally and he was on, you know, he was just electric like you described him. Do you think that he was under the impression that it was about to happen at that point? Or or you said they, I I assume you're referring to the white hat generals. I'm not sure. That was gameplay. He's a master. He plays 5D chess. Okay, so Trump's been so so it's not as if I, I just wanted to clarify that it was not as if this anything caught Trump by surprise. No. Okay. No, it had to happen. But he had to posture as if we're doing this thing right now. Because then what happened is immediately right immediately after that, Jerome Powell came out and said, We had to select the overnight option. What's the overnight option? It's a cooking term. It's when you prepare something and then you set it out for eight to ten minutes. Well, they, they thought that it was going to be eight to 10 months, a year at the most. Yeah, so did we. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I well, mean, I laugh about it, but you know, I know a lot of people out there aren't laughing right now. Well, but see, this is where the biggest part of the trap got sprung. And I'm sure you've seen the, where I talk about the, the Asian elders. Yes. The, the imperial families that were designated to be God's storehouse on earth. And he gave them an unimaginable, never-ending supply of gold from deep within the earth. The Asian elders, they have trillions, right? Uh, no, they, they have more have than trillions? Quite. Seven years ago, in a document that I, I found, it identified the fact that they had 100 quadrillion metric tons already mined and stored. 100 quadrillion quadrillion tons metric tons wow now let me let me give you the the perspective of how big that is that's a cube that's 10 and a half miles high deep and wide 10 and a half miles of gold solid the that's value right. of that using the value that has already been determined for the the QFS at $1,953.12, which is the base 10 number, 6.89 septillion. Septillion. You can't even wrap your brain around that much money. No, no. Or that much, yeah. That's they, they, dumbed, they dumbed us down on purpose. So we would not understand big numbers. And that was one of the things that I ran into uh, in putting together my information for everybody to see for XRP. I couldn't get people to think beyond a trillion dollars. And I'm telling them we need something with 17 zeros. Well, then what happened is when we were back into the valuation committee, and I'm just going to, I'm just going to deviate just real quick. We, uh, we obtained a document called the committee of 300. Now these were the 300 largest banking institutions and families in the world. They borrowed money from the Asian elders. Well, what money did the Asian elders have? Gold. So they would loan them, they would loan them the gold and then, and then the, uh, the cabal would pay them back with interest. Well, that's how we ended up going off the gold standard in 71. Three weeks before, the payment was due to pay off the, 
the $200 billion of gold that our government borrowed. The Fed chair at that time went to Nixon and said, can't afford it. Dick, we, yeah. we can't pay it. We can't pay it back. Wow. Yeah. We don't have it anymore. It's gone. So what they did is they took us off the gold standard so they could fractionalize our money. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you saw that part where, where um, Captain Kyle gave me a clue that the only real money we have is the dollar. You know, I did see that part. I, I have to be honest with you. I'm not a big math guy, and clearly you are. So I don't. I, I mean, but I the the concept really is that the one dollar bill is the only real money. And then I saw that you had, had shown also a, a, a two dollar bill, and the main difference between the two of them was the font. Like there was one space in between. Uh, right. right. Well, and so there's yeah. a little, there's a little bit more to that. It goes back to the IRS code. You know, when you go to take a deduction, if it's if it's less than fifty fifty one cents. You don't get the deduction. If it's more than 50 cents, then you get to deduct a dollar. Well, the the $2 bill was 51% of the of the, the uh, characters that spell out treasurer of the United States. They were all together. There's no, no spaces, no gaps. But now take a 5, a 10, a 20, a 50, a 100 – and go down that lower left-hand corner, look at where it says Treasurer of the United States, and every word is separate, fractionalized. Mm-hmm. A dollar divided by 100 is a penny. When, they, when Nixon took us off the gold standard, they now had $100 to spend that was worth a penny. So they took all, they printed all the $100 bills and paid $200 billion of debt back to the Asian elders for fraction for for a penny on every hundred dollars now how come the the Asian elders didn't figure out what was going on oh they knew what was going on they didn't care because it, it it's still spent it's still, you, okay. it's still take that hundred dollar bill from the uh, Fed Reserve and buy a hundred dollars worth of goods even but though they, did they know that they were basically getting cheated though that, that about this whole fractionalized yeah, that was the plan yeah. That's the plan. See, they were designated as the storehouse, kind of like uh, in the Bible where it, where it talks about the uh, the parable of the five talents, right? You get it, and you got to you got to multiply it. Well, they had to multiply the value of the gold, so they loaned it, it and they did this for like two thousand years. Yeah, and then they got everybody involved. I mean, the World Bank, the amount of money that they borrowed or had access to. And gold, it was an infinity sign. Rothschilds, infinity sign. Federal Reserve, it was a it was a six with sixty zeros. And then they had uh, 10, 10 million metric tons of gold. Bank of Switzerland, it was a one with two hundred and sixty zeros. Patrick, wow, yeah, I mean. But this is what they were told. It has to be kept off the balance sheet. Basically sworn to secrecy. But see, part of that was the fact that they knew that the day was coming. Or they, the, the cabal didn't know it. But the Asian elders knew the day was coming when they couldn't afford to pay back the debt. And their whole entire system would crumble. And that's what happened with the election. The moment 
they thought they won and he and he was out they went all in patrick just like on those poker shows all in my hands reading all aces the only problem is they did they didn't know there was an expiration and that expiration was on december 21st 2020 the day before the lawsuit was dropped on xrp that day is so significant in history wow yeah because it's actually eight years after the apocalypse day. So how's all this stuff just lining up, lining up, lining up? It's pretty interesting, isn't it? Yeah. I just, I just proved mathematically that December 21st, 2020 is the midpoint for the seven years, tri- seven years tribulation. Say that one more time. You know, we have, we have the seven years of tribulation, right? Yes, right. I know you've had a guest on there who talks about that. Well, yes. I nailed it with all the dates. What was the date? I, that was the part that I missed. You said. We, we started on, on uh, July 11th, 2017. You go, t- you go 1,260 days, which is three and a half years on a solar calendar, a 360-day calendar, mm-hmm. December 21st, 2020. Now go 1,260 days forward, June 2nd, 2024, XRP's 12-year anniversary. That's when the seven years of tribulation end. We've been, we've been in it. Wow. Yeah. So it ends June 2nd this year. Okay. Yes. Wow. All right. Well, let's... You know what, Dave? Let's just dig in here. I want to bring up this. I want to kind of let you loose, and uh, I want to bring up your Nasara slide. And um, you know, we've we've laid the foundation. I think that, uh, and you know, as you mentioned, I've had other uh, guests on my show who, you know, perhaps like you know, Dr. Scott Young, who you know has a perhaps a slightly different uh, take on Nasara and Jasara. But I really just want to let you lay it all out there. And um, I'm going to take a look at the screen. Let me go ahead and. Uh, and share my screen so everybody can see what we're looking at here. Now, I mentioned these uh, 26 uh, protocols, but uh, as Dave pointed out, uh, there are actually uh, a few more. So I'm going to pull this up on the screen. Uh, you can see that, I hope. Yes. All right, there we go. So like I say, I mean, for those people who are familiar with Dave XRP line, this is his wheelhouse. This is his real area of expertise. And like I say, we could go in so many different directions. We could probably talk about any one of these in detail, but we want to try to give the audience as much information as we can about what they need to know about Nassar and and Jassar now that we've kind of laid the groundwork. So I'm going to turn it over to you and uh, however you want to break this information down uh, and uh, whatever you want to sort of emphasize, and then we can you know, we can talk about uh, anything that's on here, the redemption centers, the uh, humanitarian projects, anything you want. Wonderful. Um, I, the first thing I want to say about all of this, this goes all the way back to Kennedy. He, he, was, he was the first president that set out to remove the currency system from the Federal Reserve. Matter of fact, it was 14 days before his death, his assassination. Mm-hmm. That he actually he actually entered into an agreement and had all of the gold already borrowed to go to a silverback to go to a silverback system. That's where the silver certificates came from, and the elite weren't going to have that. 
because it meant they were out. So th- understand that that was, you know, early 60s. And here, here we are, what, 84 years later? Can I just ask a quick question about that, too, about the Asian elders? Were they uh, read in on the plan in, the, in those early days after Kennedy's death? And th- did that play into the uh, the situation in 71? That, yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's what okay. I figured. I just was just a quick answer on that, because it sounds to me like that lines up with. Well, and, and let, let's let me just diverge here real quickly. Let me give you the answer to the ending so that you understand when I talk about what took place. It'll, it'll totally make sense. Knowing that that Trump was out of the picture, they went all in. And by that, I mean they leveraged themselves 600 to one. Now, back when Ben Bernanke helped us through the most difficult time in our financial history, he made a comment. Because remember, they just took interest rates down to zero to a quarter of a percent. And this way he said, if we raise interest rates one quarter of a percent, the United States will be bankrupt. One quarter of one percent. Okay. That was the plan. That was the plan. That was the tell. They they got the cabal so deep in debt that when Jerome Powell surprised the elites and began to raise interest rates, first part of 2022, he was telling them, "Hey, don't even worry about it till 2026, if we even if we even need to." And of course, the Lord read me in on that. And then all of a sudden, I'm posting about it with what the rates are going to be. And JP Morgan's coming out and they're agreeing with it. And these other uh, big bankers are agreeing with it. And all of a sudden, it went from 2026, 2025, 2024, maybe some, you know, late 2023. It's the same rhetoric. And then all of a sudden, bam, 50 basis points. That broke their back right there. So now they got them on the ground. And every quarter after that, another 50 basis points, another 50 basis points. So they basically just started, you know, hacking the limbs off the body. So it was completely immobilized, could do nothing. But that was the plan. And the Asian elders fed them all of the the money they wanted to. I mean, think of it this way, Patrick. You have an endless, you have a, a pump in your backyard that all you do is turn the spigot and gold comes out. Do you have any problem if somebody tries to rip you off a little bit or somebody needs to borrow gold? No, because you just have to turn the spigot on. Yeah. And and that's what they did. They just kept getting them deeper and deeper and they got more confident. Wow. They got more confident. I get you. Know, you. Mm. Uh, Bush, Bush Sr., he financed the entire uh, 9-11 situation because he literally absconded with $412 trillion of humanitarian money. Unreal. Yeah, and that, that's what he was using. So they allowed them to, to do exactly what their nature was, steal, kill, and destroy. And that's what, that's what took them down. Wow, that's incredible. So this sting operation goes back a lot longer than a lot of people realize. Yes, but, it, but it, again, it's baby steps. And it was then getting people to turn because they were given a choice. 
either give up everything you have and facilitate what we're doing and you're still going to be doing your nefarious things in your role, but we control you now and you give us the intel of what's going to happen or you're going to Gitmo right now and you're not coming back and we're not going to house you. You're going to be terminated, exterminated. Mm. And that's what they've been doing. And there's a lot of these people. Can I just ask you quickly? uh, You know, I, I think it's a, it's a big question. It's a big topic. We don't have to delve into it because I want to, I want you to, you know, talk about your, your uh, slide here, but are we talking about secret military tribunals and executions? Are well, we not secret. About, what's that? <laughs> I said they're not secret, but, not uh, secret. but for, you know, the general public there, they've been so um, caught up with the MK ultra programming and so many suffer from Stockholm syndrome. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't want, they don't want change, Patrick. They'll, they'll fight change just so things don't change. Yep. Even though they're, they're in the, you know, worst conditions possible, but you know, we're hopeful that that's all going to get addressed through med beds and, and the, uh, the healing technologies that are going to be released. Okay. So, all right. Well, let's talk a little bit about this. Uh, this is a beautiful slide. I have to say that the, the work that you do, the slides that you put together are, are really amazing, uh, really uh, artwork. And quite frankly, uh, a lot of the stuff that you've done. So I just have to give you props on that. And I, I think uh, pretty much everyone out there uh, who's in the is in our community uh, is aligned with that, especially given your success that I referenced in the beginning of uh, the show today. So there's a lot of information on here. Uh, what do you yeah, want? Just, to- let me just run down through them real quick. Okay. The favorites are up front and they did that um, for a reason. Okay. All the credit card, mortgage, and any other illegally obtained monies that banks and other uh, parties have stolen from people because they were illegal, unconstitutional, that debt is forgiven. Now, we're going to find out what the qualifications are. So this isn't this isn't a um, suggestion to go run out and get in debt. Hmm. No, this there are there are terms that require it has to be a certain age. You can't run out and buy a five million dollar home and go. Oh, they're gonna they're gonna forgive the mortgage. That's not gonna happen. Okay, but in in this, what they're forgiving anything else that you already paid in the past. You know, like if you're 50 years old, you've had a few houses. You've had you've had some credit cards. You've paid interest. Yeah. You know, anything that's that that's standard or sitting there on, on the books, you know, let's just assume that it all gets forgiven, but you're gonna get back at anything that you already paid. So the, the part of the part of the uh, reclamation is all of the credit card interest that you paid coming back. Mortgage interest coming back. Uh, there, uh, when we use the term abolish income tax, let's just think of it as it ending, and it it won't exist anymore. And we're also going to get all of the taxes and interest and penalties we ever paid refunded to us. Now, depending upon your age, 
will determine whether you get it in lump sum or paid out over uh, a certain number of years. Ooh, excuse me. And I have that in, in uh, my uh, video called three, pay three payouts. Okay. And I, I covered the Nassara portion, et cetera, et cetera. And of course, you know, any, anything in there is, is subject to change, but it was all based upon the information that we had going all the way back to 1994. So, so for an average individual, we're talking about a serious amount of money here, right? Well, let me, let me try to give you a perspective on that. I've had people tell me that in, on certain portions, you will lose sight because there's too many zeros. You've never, you've never seen so many zeros. That's what's coming back to you. All right. Well, I have a question for you. And this is something that, you know, I've been actually wanting to ask you for a long time, ever since I started watching your videos. If, if this is going to be, uh, if, if, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm struggling to, 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 to phrase this the right way, but if your average person is going to be fabulously wealthy, right? Um, how does that work in, in terms of in the economic system? Like, you know, if every, in other words, I guess to, to kind of dumb it down really like, you know, if every, you know, you've heard the phrase, like if everybody's a millionaire, nobody's a millionaire, right? So like, where does that, how does that work? Um, you know, if, if everybody's going to go into the, you know, redemption centers and they're going to get all of these, uh, you know, these back taxes, their, their debt forgiveness and so forth, um, how is that going to work in the new system? Um, because you, I'm sure you've probably had this question many times as well. You know, who's going to want to work? How's the, you know, how are the engines, the wheels going to going to keep turning? You know, economically to to keep the the system moving forward. And I I imagine that involves a, a discussion really about what the new system is going to be and how different it's going to be. But I'm just curious. I mean, it, how do we all get wealthy at the same time and have that actually um, work economically? I guess is the best way to put it. No, that's a great question, and that's, that's probably the number one question that, that people ask. And the best way to unpackage that is to think about it in terms of a tiered structure. Okay. If you're if the minimum age to go to the Redemption Center right now is 24 years old, 24 and above. There's There's three groups. 61 and over is group one. Group two is uh, 45 to 60. Group three, 24 to 44. Okay. Now, in that three payout video, I break down what the allocation percentage is for each group. So the younger you are, the smaller your percentage. Okay. Now, now it's still a big percentage, but it's not 100% because you weren't in the system and you didn't have to go through it long enough. Okay. And, and if you kind of think of it that way, it, it kind of makes sense because this is to pay back all of the lost opportunity. You know, I, I remember we, when I was growing up, we were dirt poor. My, even though my dad was a police officer, he made no money. You know, at that time, you know, $2 an hour was what was paid. And taxes were 50%. So, you could never, you could never get ahead. Right. Now we used to have to cancel summer vacations because the tax bill came in. It was more than the, 
than they expected. So the tax man got his money, but we didn't get a vacation. So yeah, we ran into a bit of that in my house as well. I, I know that. I'm sure everybody did. Like, yeah, absolutely. But see, that, was, that was a part of the strategy to keep everybody poor. And it was, it was all done through taxes. So, you know, what, what, we're, what we're seeing is that return coming to us. And again, some of it, you know, some of it's tiered, some of it's not. Certain things are, are treated equally. Like if you pay taxes, you know, that's equally. Um, if you were a, um, a work-at-home mom and you didn't have a, an income outside of the household, you're getting half of whatever the income taxes were that were paid going back as far as 40 years. So in essence, what you're saying, this is always our money anyway. This was always money that was just stolen from us. So exactly. it's going to be returned back to us. It's not as if we're being given just all of this excess money out of nowhere, that right. it's actually righting a wrong. But then I guess the question, my, my, my follow-up to be would be, uh, to that question would be, if if everybody is wealthy, do people still want to work? And how does how, what's your response when you get that question? Because I think a lot of folks are curious, you know, like who's going to who's going to pump the gas? Uh, who's going to you know, do all these things? If, if everybody's a millionaire and has all this money, where's going to be the motivation to, you know, to go out and to keep society going? Well, it, one one thing to to kind of lay as the foundation. And, and this came right from the Lord. And when he said it, it made so much sense. He told me why he why he did this. And why he did it this way. And he said, Dave, I don't want any man, and of course this means man or woman, to be able to say they did this by themselves. Even if they lived 100 years or 100 lifetimes. By that, what he's saying is, is I took care of restoring what was stolen. And of course, we know in the Bible, in uh, Proverbs 6, verse 30 through 31, it says, don't get overly, and I'm going to paraphrase it. Don't get overly concerned about the person that breaks into your house because they're hungry. But once that person is known or caught, they have to return sevenfold, even if it means uh, their house. So what does that mean? It means that God makes sure that whatever the devil steals comes back sevenfold. Now, here's an example of sevenfold. And a, lot of, a lot of the variations of the Bible have, have changed that scripture. It's not a, it's not a multiplier. The way it's, that not, it's, not, it's not a multiplier. It's not seven times. Mm -hmm. so if a dollar got stolen, you don't get seven dollars back. No, it's a dollar times seven, which is seven. That's the first fold. Then it's seven times seven, 49. That's the second fold. 49 times seven, 343. That's the third fold. And you do that seven times. Well, one dollar is eight hundred and twenty-three thousand five hundred forty-three dollars wow. for just just a dollar being stolen. Now, these numbers are large. Yes, but but it but it's how do, I want to say this the right way. We are stepping into a time where evil isn't going to be able to go. We are, we are entering into the, the thousand years of peace in preparation for the greatest harvest of souls ever. 
in preparation for the, uh, the, the spotless bride. And I was having this discussion with somebody the other day, and I said, do you realize that if there was any evil, we'd never have a spotless bride? So God had a plan to shut it off. So it could not be part of what we have here. That's why he's brought heaven to earth now. Hmm. Because evil had its time to reign, and that expired on December 21st, 2020, Patrick. Hmm. Now, they're just dealing with the minions right now, but that's what the Redemption Center is all about. So when we look at the Nasara Jasara, it's the restoration. It's the promise that God made. He is repaying everything that was stolen through your lineage going all the way back to Adam. Think about that. Wow. Yes. And during that time he was in that contract, he couldn't lift a finger to help mankind. But you say were, that contract, what do you, what do you mean by that? Well, there was a, there was, when, when God brought his creation to earth, who was here first? The devil, the Nephilim. Yeah, the Nephilim, the fallen angels. Giants, right. Mm-hmm. right. They, th- this was their playground. So the moment he introduced his creation, the devil, the devil took offense and said, uh-uh, no, you're not doing that. And the Lord said, yes, I am. And the devil said, well, then... You have to set me free because they're, they're just going to love you. So God entered into a 7,885 year contract that started on December, started on December 21st of 5866 BC. And it expired on December 21st, 2020. But during that time, what did the devil do? He could steal, kill, and destroy. That's exactly what he did. So the Bible was the, was the promises that God gave to us that are being fulfilled now. Now, there's generations. How did you figure out those dates, Dave? I'm, I'm fascinated to know how you figured out uh, the, the exact date and the contract. Was this all revelation? Uh, this all Lord? revelation. Yep. And, and running the math. And yeah, that's that's the thing I love about you is that you have these revelations, but then you show these, you know, you, you run the map and you 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 have all of these these proofs that are just incredible. Well, and and it was interesting because one of my mentors who actually broke my my cousin W.D. Gian's codes for Wall Street, um, he mentored me for for two years and taught me base ten and everything else. So I learned a lot about you know the planet and the universe and things like this. So a lot of the stuff that I hadn't used in almost 30 years became exactly what I needed to be able to use. But the Lord was right there to fill in the gaps. Hmm. And, you know, this, this, is, this has been my full-time occupation. I don't earn a, I don't earn a penny of income. He has me here as his messenger messenger to put out and post and reveal everything that he shares with me. Hmm. So when we, oh, I'm but, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. 
certain things are, are, are time sensitive. Like he had me, he had me drop a bomb today. I'm like, Whoa, I didn't see that one coming. Um, and we are, we are closer and closer and closer every single day. And I know people don't like to hear that because they've been in it so long and they're frustrated, but you know, if I can give you some solace, this is, this is kind of how I've tried to help people through it. If we, if we believe that God has already taken care of all this before time again, and there's scripture after scripture after scripture that proves that, then what, what changes is only the fact that we don't have the keys. We can still look in through the window, and we can see it. Hey, Patrick, look at that pile. Oh, my gosh. How much do you think that is? It's just 26 million bucks. It's got your name all over it. See, everybody has a quantum access account on the QFS right now, running in, in real time, mirroring every dollar you have in the bank, every dollar you have in your, your retirement accounts. It doesn't mirror anything in a brokerage account that's not in a retirement account. All that's going to be lost when they turn off the stock market. But, but here's the key point. We're frustrated because we have all these, these wants. I want a new car. I want a new house. I want to start spending the money. But it doesn't change the fact that it's still there. So we can relax and just allow the process to go the way it needs to go. Because the day that EBS goes off, right before that, the stock market will be turned off. And Jerome Powell said in March of 2020, when he was doing the, right after he did the interview with 60 Minutes, he said, I have the switch to turn off all the global markets. I could do it tomorrow. It's not coming back. So once you're saying once the markets get shut, so a lot of people are expecting the markets to crash, but you're, you have a very different view on that, right? You're saying that's not part of the plan, right. that it's actually part of the plan to shut them off, but yet still people could lose what they have in their brokerage accounts and things along those. Right. Well, those we markets. were supposed to lose everything. We were supposed to lose everything in the bank. We were supposed to lose everything in the markets. But they knew that was going to be too devastating. There'd be people jumping out of windows. So what they decided to do was because, again, more money than they had originally imagined showed up from the Chinese elders or Asian elders. They thought they were going to be able to get this much. When it got right down to it, the Asian elders says, well, no, we have all this. And, and you're welcome to this, too. That, that's why God put us in this position to store it up for now. So it wasn't like, and there's no interest guys. <laughs> They're not paying interest. The Chinese, the Asian elders, I have to stop saying Chinese. They don't like that. The Asian elders have paid for everything because God gave them the resource to store it up. There isn't a government out there that's paying $1 for this, not $1. So nobody should, should say one word about this being too much. 
because oh, no, I don't think it's too much. I was just kind of curious more about along the lines of how it would work. But, you know, I think part of the problem is, is that, you know, I'm kind of stuck in this this mindset of how things have always been. Right. And I think a lot of folks out there are the same way. I mean, there are a lot of people that I mean, if you look at our socioeconomic structure right now and the way that our world is set up, or let's just say our country is set up, um, it would seem that people would have to feel that 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 need that necessity to want to go to work in order for the world as we know it to function in the way that we've always in you know that we've always known well but, the amount of money patrick the amount of money that is being released for humanitarian projects is enough to employ everybody so people so, are going to work but just for different reason it's not going to be working for survival it's not going to be working in, in the same way that we see it today about getting ahead. Right. And this is this is what I told Dr. Kia when I did Dr. Kia's show. I said, for the first time ever, we are not mandated to earn a living. We don't have to sell our soul. We don't we don't have to climb the corporate ladder. There is so much out there that people are going to be paid what they're worth. And, and how many times, how many times have people said, they just don't value me? They know, they know what they're worth, but why couldn't corporations pay them that? Because they had to keep them as slaves. Mm -hmm. They had to keep them indebted. Perpetuate were, the lie that uh, there's no, no, there's no abundance, right? That yeah, is, they were, they were, they were, uh, they were dancing with Wall Street. So, so now imagine a corporation isn't isn't concerned with the stock market they're not trying to um um play with the numbers to get the analysts to give them a favorable report so the stock goes up so they can give that money to shareholders who do nothing no they're going to be they're going to go back to being private corporations they're going to retain that money they're going to be able to do more r d they're going to be able to pay their employees more and they're going to be they're going to be an improvement to humanity not a drain because all wall street did was cause everybody to steal, kill and destroy. And we did it in the name of success. We did it to ourselves. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. and, and we were horrible people. We were. And that's why God said enough is enough. We're not going down that route. We're going into a time of love, of prosperity, of abundance, of, resources not wealth we didn't earn it so we can't call it wealth we call it resources mm -hmm. and and rightfully so but it's it's at the level where you know we talk about the, these humanitarian projects the amount of money that's being paid out by the asian elders because they're they're they've taken it upon themselves to pay for all the zimbons I mean, that's that's two shows in itself right there, and I, I'll stop right there. Um, you know, go watch my Zim Zim video; it, it'll blow you away. That's why people need to have have the humanitarian trust set up, because then you end up being the one who's running the humanitarian projects, and you're the one who's hiring the integrators, and you're the one who's paying the integrators more than they could ever imagine 
So it isn't going to be a problem for people want, uh, wanting to work because they're finally going to get paid. Now, okay. we are going to have some temporary um, logistical problems because, you know, a large, a large portion of our workforce does jobs that most people uh, see as being beneath them. Mm-hmm. The majority of those people have come into our country because we're the land of milk and honey. But now they're going to go back to their own country to get their Jasara. And the intent is they go back to the country and they rebuild their communities. So a lot of them aren't going to be coming back. And we're going to, we're going to pay to help them get home. We're going to pay for their airfare. We're going to pay uh, for the transportation to, to get them back to where, wherever they were born. And that's, that's a good thing. Of course. Yeah, you know, of course. but but it's not to say that, you know, all of this is I mean, we're going to have 200 to 250 years to live this out, to walk this out with all the healing technology, med beds, age regression, things like that. We won't we won't need um, pharmaceuticals. That'd be a thing of the past. And all they were poisoned anyway. Absolutely. And I don't know, you know, you probably have some listeners that that saw my post with Dr. Um, Artis's video today with Charlie Ward. Oh yeah, about the uh, about the venom. Yes, I had Doctor Artis on a long time ago. I've been meaning to get in touch with him. But yeah, oh good my gosh, it, it reminded me of of when we were stuck on the cruise ship and we were in Japan when all that happened. So we were right at ground zero. Hmm. And I, I told somebody, I said, yeah, we left on January fifteenth, and we got home on March sixth. And we were locked down on the boat for two and a half weeks. We got evacuated, flown to Lackland Air Force Base, where we were under armed guard for another two weeks. And then the governor of of Texas threatened to throw us in federal prison if we tried to get on a plane and go home. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, again, one of those ground zero moments. But we we were completely protected. That's amazing. Well, listen, we've got uh, I'm kind of a, a little bit short on time. I could talk to you for for hours and I, I certainly hope that you can come back and we can build upon these things. But one of the things that I really had to ask you about, because um, we've touched upon uh, Nassar and Jassar, we've touched a little bit upon the redemption centers and some of the issues, uh, or I should say the questions that I had surrounding that. But the EBS, um, Nassara and Jassar, the QFS and the EBS inside of the minds of pretty much everyone in the know out there who's been studying this are uh, they're linked together. Mm-hmm. They go hand in hand. And certainly we saw all of these outages the past couple of days, a lot of pe- a lot of speculation naturally about that. We've seen the, the news that the senators and the congressmen have been provided with sat phones. And a lot of folks are wondering, because as you, I mean, as we've kind of alluded to, people are really running out of patience and, you know, people are really kind of feeling like they're at the end of their rope. And I, and I understand that, you know, for folks who have been, you know, out there and uh, engaged in this war and and suffering all along the way, I I certainly sympathize, you know, with with those folks, but I think it's important for us to kind of talk about the EBS because as, I mean, you, you just, you told, you you said that the, the contract, uh, the, the, the date was June 2nd, uh, 2024, that, that contract is up, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that means that 
we're looking at something very, very big over the next few months. I presume it has to be the the EBS. Uh, that's been my expectation. Is that your expectation? And what do you think folks need to know? And, and, let me give you let me give you an idea of what what it could look what it could look like on a timeline. Okay. Okay. We we know that within the um, understanding of Nasara that the first thing that's going to happen is we're going to have the markets turn off. That's most likely to happen anytime after Friday night, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And before 5 Eastern Time on Sunday, because that's the futures market, when the futures market opens. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, okay. No one is, and part of the reason why the markets are turning off is, number one, all the IRAs are guaranteed onto the QFS. So they've been moving the markets up to, quote, repay the the retirement accounts. Okay. Okay. We can't have the market crash and the retirement accounts lose all their money. It would defeat the purpose. So the market just turns off. Everything that isn't retirement gets locked up like a, like a bad bank, right? Mm. And it, it's never accessible again. So it's just, it's gone. All of the mammon is, is basically gone. Now, I want to make this point really clear. I got a word today. And if you haven't seen it posted on my Twitter page at um, XRP line one, there's going to be a flash crash. Lord told me that today. And if you don't know what a flash crash is, it means that the markets go through a horrendous drop, like a falling knife. And it usually happens in the wee hours of the morning when nobody's up. But here's what you, here's what you need to understand. There's nothing you can do. The only thing you can do is not be in the market and in, and in a brokerage account. So if you have stocks, from an educational standpoint, liquidate your stocks, transfer that money into your bank account. It immediately goes on to the QFS in your quantum access account, in your name. If you leave it in the brokerage account, it's not coming out. And again, this is how they're, like the Lord called it, what do you say? He says, um, the flash crash is the, the pre-burning of the chaff. Hmm. Okay. The, burn, the burn is when people realize they can't get it out. But we will have already been through Nasara at that point. So people will have their millions of dollars. And for, the, for most people, the only thing they really have in the market is retirement account anyway. And even if, let's just say that you had a half a million dollars in the market and it was gone. And you had, let's just hypothetically say 20 million from Nasara. And now you're going to get all the income taxes back, et cetera, et cetera. Money for the bonds. You're like, they can have it. I don't want that, that mammon. Hmm. See my point? Yeah. It, it doesn't have any power over you anymore. 
Okay, so so retirement accounts, IRAs, four hundred one ks are secure, so people yes. don't have to worry. Because there's been some 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 confusion about that. Now, what if people have? Um, I mean, I, I imagine that when this when this happens, and I know, I mean, I, I'm not just imagining. I've seen your your videos, but can you just briefly explain to folks what's going to happen to the price of gold and silver? Well, I know I'm kind of jumping around here and peppering you. It's, with stuff, it's okay. It's to, okay. So you know, stock market shuts off. The EBS announcement goes out at the same time. You're going to get it. Your phone's going to light up like a Christmas tree. Uh, you're going to be told you got three to five hours to go home. Um, for the most part, and I've been posting on this, nobody's got three to four weeks of food in their house right now. So the first cry is going to be calling a spouse or running to the grocery store. Yep. And this is my recommendation. Mm -hmm. Get yourself one of those foldable soccer carts. Put it in the back trunk of the car. Get yourself some bags, grocery bags, heavy-duty plastic bags, whatever. When you get to the grocery store, there could be a 1,000 people there. You, you won't have a cart. How are you going to get groceries? So I want everybody to be self-contained. Sure. I'm the only one talking about this right now. Mm -hmm. So God's given me the vision to see what's coming. For the last two and a half years, you probably noticed the aisles are wider. It's all self-checkout because they don't want anybody hurt. And they know people are going to be coming in frantic. They're going to be spinning out. But you won't be one of those people. It's almost like COVID was a dry run for that, right? Yeah, in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you want to keep a cool head. You do not be you, – you don't want to be somebody who pushes groceries out the door without paying for them. Because that's going to be on your heart when you go to the, the Redemption Center. We're going to have to do a whole show on the Redemption Center. Oh, I know. I know. I, that's, that's just a, that's a, that's such a big topic. But let me get to gold. Okay. People don't read. The, people don't read, Patrick. I sat, I sat and drilled. Don't I know it. I drilled, I drilled down on, on every sentence in the Nasara uh, bill. That's why there's 30 protocols and not the 19 that you see right here. See, this is the this is the favorites list for the public. This is what gets the public all um, uh, fired up. But once that Nasara happens, 30 days after, the last part of the sting operation takes place. 1974, I was told by a gentleman named Tex Ritter. He was a singing cowboy, tried to get into the government, as a senator, didn't make it in, but had he was very politically connected. And in 1974, they were going to shut down all of the banking institutions, and people would have five days to turn in all their cash with a limit. So they were going to knock out all the drug money that way. So you know, uh, Pablo Escobar couldn't couldn't show up with ten gazillion dollars. And get it on the QFS, yeah. Yeah, and get and get it on the QFS. Mm -hmm. Well, they're going to do that with gold. I just I just told you that gold is an end, uh, an a never ending resource. It actually regenerates itself from within the earth, just as oil does. We've been we've been lied to about oil being scarce. Oil's going to go to thirty five fifty to thirty five cents a gallon. Maybe wow, even be a great maybe, day. Ooh. Yeah, well we're we're getting water cars. I mean, Elon Musk just announced he's going to produce water cars. Um, but gold, see, all the gold that they recovered from the tunnels, 
between the Vatican and Switzerland, Vatican and Jerusalem, Vatican and Buckingham Palace, and, and some of the other uh, tunnels that haven't been disclosed. 43 quintillion. Oh. That's four with 19 zeros. Okay. That's, that was more than enough to tokenize the currency for the world. It's all been assayed. It's all been blockchain identified. It's been certified. They don't need retail gold. That's going to be uh, considered a wholesale commodity. And get this, this was in my 30 protocols. The U.S. Treasury will be issuing the daily rate for precious metals. The U.S. Treasury. Yeah, They're not the city of London. Not the city. Well, but here, here's the key. There won't be broker dealers. There won't be anybody. There won't be anybody in the middle. If you need to buy gold, you're going to go to a U.S. Treasury affiliate. If you need to sell gold, you're going to go there. Why? Because they establish the price every day, and it'll be a global price. Everybody, it'll be the same for everybody. So it won't be a it won't be a tradable commodity like it is now. And what the Lord told me was the reason why it is going down in value. Back to you know somewhere between. Um, 1933 and 1971, you know, it's $35 from 1933 to 1971. It takes out all the nefarious actors who think, oh, I'm going I'm to just go bury a Difficult it was for me to obtain this information. Everybody's going to have five days to turn it in. You're going to get the market price, $1,953.12 and cents. And after that expires, it all get all the precious metals get re-indexed. So gold goes down to 50 bucks. Silver goes down to $8. But God's giving everybody one last opportunity to cash it in. And see, and this is good because where is, where is all the gold in the precious metals? With the Treasury Department. It's being protected. It's being put on, it's, it's being safeguarded. So it can't be used for nefarious actions down the road. Just like, just like we would have, uh, you know, in 1974 with Pablo Escobar in, in, the, in the cash. This is the cash in the 20, 21st century. It's gold. Hmm. Okay. So it's, it's going to catch a lot of people off guard. But like I said, I pressed into the Lord and I said, Lord, you know, we just can't have these people just whacked at the knees. And he goes, no, they're going to have time to turn it in. If they don't, then, then it'll be on them. You know, kind of like people that don't want to uh, uh, tender their XRP thinking they can just hold on to it. Well, it's, it's the same situation you don't have to turn it in the problem is there's no market for it after that you can't just you know so start- can, I, can i ask no. you um about the the flash crash that you mentioned um that is going to uh that is going to tank the brokerage accounts 
but that's not going to have any effect on 401k and IRA at, at all. Well, let me let me let me let me back up. See, a, a flash crash is a sudden drop in the market that if you were sleeping and you woke up, all you would know is the story. Nothing changed. Oh, okay. You're, you know, it, it's kind of like saying your Apple stock was at 150. It went to $3 in three seconds. But then when you wake up, it's back at 150. Yeah. And it, it only took five seconds for it to go back up. I see. Okay. That's why it's called a flash crash. And gotcha. they usually, they'll usually say, oh, there was hackers. Or they pin it on some and they say, yes, it was, uh, um, it was this person in Hong Kong who had a fat finger. <laughs> they meant to, they meant to enter 500 contracts and the key stuck and they put in 500 million contracts. And it triggered it triggered a, a massive sell program to go off. That's how they that's how they would explain it away. Ah, uh, I got you. Okay. okay, but that's but the reason I said you can't do anything is because you could have a an order you know to buy low or whatever, it would never be filled because the market just moves past it, and you weren't the intended reci recipient anyway. And we've seen that on the blockchain. You know, we've seen XRP drop and. Everybody goes, oh my gosh, it got down to 37 cents, you know, from 50. But uphold went down. Binance went down. I, I, I couldn't get an order in. Well, because you weren't supposed to buy it. Mm. It was it was an already prearranged transaction. But they have to paint it. It's called paint the tape. Okay. It, it has to hit, you know, it has to hit the books. So in order to do that, it's kind of like they tell everybody, hey, look what's going on over here. And then pew, it goes down and, and comes back up. Okay. All so right. I just wanted to know, clarify. It's not something to worry about. It's coming, but it's going to it, – the way the Lord put it was he's been telling me for the last two weeks about this this big shaking that's coming. And it wasn't like an earthquake. It was like when you were, you know, when you were a bad kid at your uncle's house and your aunt grabbed you and shook you to death because <laughs> you weren't listening. Yeah. Like that. Mm -hmm. Pretty violent. And it, it, and it disturbs you. It's hard on your system because you're not used to it. And, sure. and like you said, it's the pre-burning of the chaff. It's intended to get everybody's eyes woken up. Because the moment it happens, watch how much money comes out of the stock market. Mm. Now, I will tell you this, and I'm, I'm very cautious about saying this. The market isn't trading real money right now. Okay. It's, um, it's smoke and mirrors. It's all just, is, it's, is it all just digital? It's all digital. Mirrors? And about four four months ago, the 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 company that provides all of the uh, stock market data, it's a company called Metadata or MetaQuote, something like this. They terminated all the relationships with brokers and dealers. So six hundred and twenty thousand brokers and dealers were no longer allowed to have access to that data. That's the data that Bloomberg uses. Mm. But what I'm saying is, what we're what you're seeing happening. 
is really just a computer simulation. Mm -hmm. Because how many people say, how can the market be going up when all this bad stuff is happening? When Evergrande, you know, goes bankrupt and, and they're losing a hundred and, you know, hundred quadrillion trillion dollars. I remember when, when we had the big uh, tsunami in Japan, if they just hinted about anything with regards to that reactor, the Dow was down a thousand points, 2000 points. No, they're propping the market up. Protecting the IRAs and, and the, the invest, uh, retirement accounts, mm -hmm. sucking in the money, right? So who 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 chases that? Greedy people. Sure. Yeah. You know, not somebody who can look at it with some common sense and go, you know, that's just too high. Doesn't make sense. Okay. All right, so I kind of I kind of de detracted you away from the EBS. So we we're talking about you know it's going to go, and and I really uh, think we'd probably make this our last topic, and then we'll we'll have you back on for a follow up and get into some some more of your uh, your information, which I absolutely love. It's fascinating to me. Uh, so you were talking about it's the the time frame that it has to happen it has to be when the markets are. Uh, you, you actually got very specific about. It. So I don't know if you were done with well, making that. Well, when, when things turn off, there's there's a specific window to do that okay because the other reason why the market just shuts off patrick is so nobody has an advantage so if you got people that are shorting the market thinking there's going to be a market crash and the market crashes they don't get paid no they don't yeah well they would become instantly wealthy just like what people did on 9 11 right and that's what they don't want to have happen right 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 and, and it, it defeats the purpose. So it won't be a situation where anybody's making any money betting the other way. Gotcha. Of course, you got you know you got the day traders and stuff like that who are using real money, but that's nothing compared to the you know the vast amount of money that's there. Mm -hmm. And I've actually witnessed mm -hmm. and had market makers explain to me how it all works. It's it's called shaking hands. You're a market maker. I'm a market maker. I'm I one of my uh, stocks I make the market in is Intel, and I go, hey Patrick, do you got any Intel? I need about eighty thousand shares to pass back and forth between you and me for the, for today. And at the end of the day, we just sh shake hands and call it flat. If I made some money, I don't charge you for it. If you made some money, you don't charge me for it. That's what's going on. That's the smoke and mirrors part. So EBS goes off. We have to go home. We have to stay home. Why? Because there's 80,000 sealed indictments that have to be served. And there's an average of two to four people per indictment. So we're talking upwards of three million people that are going to be taken. This is the rapture. This is a biblical rapture. Now, do you, do you see the deep state? Uh, you, know, the, you know, Q talked about a, a scare event being necessary. Do you see the, the deep state doing something to, to prompt all this along? Do you think they're going to have activate sleeper cells and attack people or what's your view on that? I no. see you're saying no, no, no. The, the amount of people that have already been apprehended are at the top of the list and the other people, they're not going to do anything. A lot of people out there are probably wondering, well, what about all of these military age 
men, you know, specifically Asian military age men that have been coming across the border. You're saying we don't have to be concerned about that? Well, I'm going to throw something out that, that that's going to give you something to think about. Okay. We're, we're going to have a lot of, of uh, nationalities that have to go home. They're bringing people in that are going to be able to communicate with them. People with military backgrounds, law enforcement. So now all of a sudden, somebody's running into people that grew up in Guadalajara. And they're, they're a familiar face, a familiar voice. They're not a stranger telling them, you have to get on this plane and go home. This is somebody who's there to help instruct them. And they, need, they have to stay. They have, they have to have some place to sleep. Mm. So, so they're basically they're employed, waiting to be activated. See, remember the, the story about the 80,000 IRS agents? Yeah. Biden saying, yeah, I got them because we're going after taxpayers. Mm-hmm. No, Trump hired them all. He hired them all in that last uh, part of his, his term because they were the they were the force to take up to take over the collection side for the national tax agency for the consumption tax, the 14 percent. Oh, OK. They, they made it look like they were out to get the average consumer. No. So when they had to punt. Well, they were armed, too. I think that was a big part well, of that story. Well, too. They're, they're armed because they're, you, you don't know who you're going to run into when you have to go make a make a business call to find out why they haven't paid their $29,000 of consumption tax that they've collected. So in order for them to, to be protected, they have to be armed. So they're actually going to be go out and be like collection agents. Well, they're think of them, think of them as like a marshal. Okay. okay. Their job is to go out and assess the situation. If, if the situation escalates, they need to be prepared to take action. Hmm. But most of them, they're just going to take notes. People are going to talk about it. They're going to have an understanding and they're going to leave. Okay. So it isn't intended for a conflict. Mm-hmm. But that's the narrative that's being painted because it it distracts. I see. Okay. People need to be distracted right now because of the operation that's taking place. Do you think all of this, you know, what they call fear porn is, is, is being done for distractive purposes, but, you know, it's also having a, it's, 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 it's really doing a number on people, I think, psychologically too. Yeah, it is because that, that's, that's, I think the part that we really have to, you know, we have to acknowledge as a part of the conversation. Right. Well, and, and, and the issue with that is, is people don't have clarity. And unfortunately there's a small, only a small group of people that have, you know, some semblance of credibility or, understand what's going on and not just this one little piece what's happened is, is it's become fragmented yes and you can't tell the actors from the players or you can't tell the actors from the truthers so yeah. you have actors that are giving misinformation which is unintentional and disinformation which is intentional right but we we can't come together because it's not possible because we still have to play out the scenario. Mm. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. It does make sense. And that's, that's certainly, uh, you know, heartwarming, I guess you could say reassuring is probably the right word. Uh, not heartwarming, but reassuring, uh, because I've been, 
struggling with that quite a bit. You know, what is this scare event going to look like? I mean, do you, do you anticipate that we're going to have civil unrest? And No, we're going to be in our homes. We're going to stay in our homes and we're going to let them do what they need to do. Okay. I mean, that's why we're, we're coming into this, this understanding. You think that's what Q referenced by the scare event is like, you know, or do you think that was disinformation? As we get closer, the, the ability to, to scare people is probably going to increase because it's about submission. Okay. We have to get people to let go, realizing there's nothing they can do. We're not trying to get them to that point to activate them. We need to get them to disengage. We, we need people in the community to just lay it down. Conserve your energy. Don't go into this huge debate or uh, emotional you know, outburst for things that aren't true. That's I mean, very wise, very wise words, my friend. Jesus was our example of how to conserve energy. There are those that give you energy and there's those that take energy from you. Mm. And because most people are still in their sin nature, which is self-inflicted narcissism. It's quite an acronym there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're, they're going to be reactive in certain situations. And that's, that's what these bots and these other things are intended to do. They're just, I mean, because at the end of the day, it's all about offense. The devil's entire strategy was to create offense. So if he can get you to pick up a fence, Patrick, that separates you from God. And God said that's the minimum requirement not to get through the redemption center. Mm -hmm. So we have to just hold everything loosely. We have to cover it with love. We have to put the ego down. We have to just, you know, allow people to be people. Because it's triggering trauma. And when we go through this, we have to be the ones that are there to to comfort people and allow them just to speak and get it out. Yes. And we can't be the ones that are saying, you know, you should have, could have, would have, you should have listened to me. You should have done this. That's not why we're here. I couldn't agree with you more. I couldn't agree with you more on that. I backed, I've done an entire shows on that, on that very concept. And, and it's, it's, something I think we really need to keep at the forefront of our mind as we move into these final, what we anticipate. To, I, I mean, I am, I'm anticipating we're in the last several months, hopefully of, of all this before we see the EBS, I guess maybe, uh, you know, and I, I, I hesitate to do that at this point because again, you know, it, I don't want to create any false expectations with people or anything along those lines. I don't want to contribute to that, but I also recognize that people need, like you said, to hear the truth about what's actually coming this, you know, so there's a lot of disinformation out there. There's a lot of really toxic narratives going around. So what, what is it that people, and I think maybe we can end here, not because I want to be because I have to, um, what do people in your opinion really need to stay focused on and be mindful of? And over these next few months, as, as all of these final pieces come together. And, and if you want to, you can give us some sort of a, a sense of, uh, of a timeline, but you know, it, it, that's up to you. I'll leave that to you. Let me, let, me, let me see if I can address it this way. We have some very significant events that are coming up. We've already been told we're going back to a biblical calendar. 13-month 
28 days per month. February 23rd and 24th is called the Minor Purim. It's the celebration of God's people being set free. Today. Today no. and tomorrow. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. I forgot. To, it was the 23rd. Yeah. Yes. It's called the Minor uh, P-U-R-I-M. Okay. A month from now, on, the, on March 24th and 25th, we have the Purim, and that's the overall celebration of having been set free from harem. And that was during the times of Esther. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. Right after that, Passover. Or... Passover. Mm. And what what is Passover? The blood on the on the doors, right? On the lentil. So we. We escape the 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 reaper. Mm -hmm. After the reversal event, we have the Passover. We, we get passed over. Exactly. Okay. So that's that's kind of a a, a play in a, in a really critical time. So that new calendar, it starts mid March. Mid March. We know in Nasara that the moment. Nasara is done. We have to have elections within 120 days. Get on the calendar and start looking at it. February 24th, I just did this today. February 24th to June 2nd is exactly 100 days. Wow. Yes. Really? really. Exactly 100 days. That's crazy. Yes. And we can get the we can get the the redemption center done. So originally it was going to be 15 days for each group. Start with the old, et cetera, et cetera. Now what they're going to do is they went from 7,000 redemption centers to as many as 12,000. So from 7 to 12,000. Texas and Florida are going to be up in 24 hours a day. We, we're going to get done in less than 15 days. So start adding the, start adding the, the days to the, the timeline. If, if, we know, if we know June 2nd, is the end of the tribulation? Just get in there and do the math. Wow, this <laughs> means we have to be we have to be done. Absolutely, not when we start. And I'm getting information right now that the the last of the tears are are going through their exchange. All the money's been put up. It's there. The keys have been turned. It's activated. And they're 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 getting payouts. Now we're the we're the public, the general public. We're not tier one through tier four. We're not called the internet group. No, those are specific people that have a certain quantity of currency or zimbons. Okay. We we don't even come close. But we what we go to the redemption center, why? Because we have three payouts. They're only going because they have an exchange. Okay. Okay. So, so whether you have currency or Zim, you're still going to go to the redemption center because you got Nasara, you got reclamation, you got redemption, you got repatriation. That's the money that was stolen in taxes. What was taken because they turned you and I into chattel by taking our, our social security, taking our birth certificate, making us property. 
and then trading us as a as a bond on Wall Street. That's right. Trading uh, trading uh, trading life insurance on us. Mm-hmm. Do you know that it's against the law to to buy life insurance on somebody? There's I one exclusion. There's one exclusion. You have to have an insurable interest. That's why corporations buy what's called key man life insurance on their executives because their value to the company is the insurable interest. Gotcha. So if that CEO, you know, dies, if that CFO or CTO, whatever it is, he has to be replaced. And it's a, it's a huge cost. Absolutely. All yeah. right. Well, listen, I, yeah. I hate to have to wind this down, but I have to get ready to go out. Uh, I have some some dinner plans, and I'm sure I'm going to start getting angry texts pretty soon if I don't. Uh, but this has been fascinating, Dave. And uh, like I say, I mean, we we covered a lot today, but we've only really just begun. We we barely even you know uh, scratched the iceberg. So uh, uh, you know, I, I really think we have to get you back on, uh, hopefully sooner rather than later, so that we can kind of get folks up to speed with more of this information. So uh, can you, can you leave us maybe just, you know, with some, some final thoughts before we, uh, we wrap this up. And by the way, if you could just uh, send me an email with any, anything you want me to include link wise uh, to put in the description of the video, but uh, yeah, this is what I would say. I'd say hold everything loosely. Don't allow any situations that are are coming up and they're, they're coming up. Trust me. The people closest to you are, are going to um, be used to try to create offense. Family members. It's their last line of attack. So just cover it with love. Amen. It's not about being right. It's about being in love. Because at the end of the day, once, once this is all taken care of, and of course God's already done everything, it's already done, there's nothing else that needs to be done. It's kind of like the cleanup, right? Mm-hmm. You, the ticker tape went down the street, and you're, you're home or you're in the restaurant, and all the trash is on, on the street. Well, before you left, it was already cleaned up, right? Mm-hmm. They had the crews going to come in. You just didn't see them clean it up. So just know in your heart that God's taking care of everything. You don't need to worry about anything. Love it. Just, just – just chill. Get, get your food. What a great message, especially with everything that's been going on in the community lately. What a great message. I think people are going to really embrace it and for good reason. And I'm right there with you. I have to be honest. I, I love how you just make it really simple. It's about the devil wants us to pick up a fence. And that really is, is, is what it comes down to in the end. And it's on us to recognize that the devil, I mean, he's got the same playbook. He runs it over and over and over. Divide and conquer, divide and conquer. Mob mentality. Abandon lodge and reason, common sense, and that's that's the trap I think that's being set right now, and and it's because of the desperation of the enemy and their final death throes. And I think that you know we always anticipated that this would happen. I don't think a lot of people, including myself, imagined that it would be uh, um, that it would be quite as intense. And I imagine that it's going to get even more intense uh, as we get closer and closer. But we're going to have to uh, we'll cut our conversation here. I want to thank you, Dave. And by the way, I just want to uh, publicly thank you. I, I've, do, I've done so uh, on my uh, my other shows. But while you're here, I just wanted to publicly thank you for designing that beautiful logo. Uh, as soon as I posted that on Telegram, people were just, you know, absolutely blown away. And I, I just want to say thank you. So, I mean, we had to cancel a previous interview and 
I, you know, Dave felt bad about it and created this logo. And I was like, wow, I was just blown away. So thank you for that. Uh, you're a true gentleman and uh, your, your work is amazing. Absolutely amazing. So for those of you guys out there who aren't familiar with uh, with Dave XRP Lion, you're going to be familiar with him after this uh, episode for sure. And I highly encourage you to go check out his work because this is where you get an education. All right. There are a lot of people out there who are just talking about other people. And then there are people like Dave, who's actually giving you information, giving you the goods, what you need to know. And that's what we need to focus on. So great yeah. place to end it. Thank you, Dave. Again, thank you, everybody out there for listening. I will be back soon. Actually, tomorrow night, we're going to do another Patriot Roundtable. So I'm very much looking forward to that. And then I'll be back after that with another situation report, hopefully uh, shortly. So thank you, everybody. Once again, God bless and Godspeed. Patriot out.